Welcome to another edition of Len's Burning Bush. I am Len Harvey. Before I bring on my guest for the week, I want to talk about what's really burning my bush. Now, have you ever needed to sell anything? It is just an exhausting process. Now, of course, in the old days, it was even worse if you had to sell something you listed in the newspaper classifieds. For those of you that don't understand a newspaper, I'll have to explain that on another show if you don't know what a newspaper is. But anyway, uh, slowly but surely, we started to move to Craigslist. But today, it's even easier. Now, you can take pictures and you can just list it on Facebook Marketplace, which is actually a cool feature if you want to sell a car, uh, lawn equipment, or anything else for that matter, bikes. Uh, as good as it is to get your crap sold, it's also a curse of endless people with the questions, is it still available? Well, of course it's available. I am just listing it to mess with you. No, it is not available. What do you think? If it still says available, why are you asking me this? The countless questions on something that is listed for cheap just to get rid of. So the reason I bring this up, last week I decided to list an older riding mower that I had for $200. Now, it was in decent shape, but it, it needed some work, and uh, it worked, it cut, and I said that. And it generated a lot of interest, but even though... I put it cuts and it's operational. You wouldn't believe how many questions I got on this $200 lawnmower. At one point, somebody asked me, you know, what, what's wrong? What's this and that? And I said, it's not perfect. And if it was, I'd be selling it for $500 instead of $200. Now, I eventually sold it. But getting people to commit to a time to come is another chore in the whole process because they, they, they set a time to come and then they don't come. And then you ask them what happened. They're like, oh, I, I forgot or I'll be there tomorrow. And it's just an annoying. And they finally decided to come. But I had even people would say, would you take $100? No, I, I listed it for $200. Why would I take it for $100? You know, I guess you don't get anything in life unless you ask. You got to try anything right at this point. With that being said, it's time to bring on my guest for the week. She is a trumpeter, vocalist, songwriter, entertainment, entertainer extraordinaire. She has a new record out, Corona, You Make Me Sick. Please welcome Lady J Houston to Lens Burning Bush. Lady J, it is a pleasure to meet you today. Wow, that was a beautiful introduction. Uh, you almost sounded like you were singing a song, okay? Well, I, <laughs> so uh, thank you for having me. Well, I appreciate it. I don't sing as well as you, but I do try. You know, I do every once in a while, I'll get up and do a little karaoke, but I, I don't have the pipes that you do. Okay, it's, yeah, you got a different set of pipes. You speak well. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. After so many years of doing this, I think I, I have that, but everybody always says, you know, it's kind of funny. The people that didn't know that I did some radio in the day, would say, man, you sound so professional. I'm like, well, that's, I guess that's mm -hmm. a, a good compliment, right? But yeah, I've done it a few right. times, right? You sound, you sound so, so professional. So this is, you have this new record out, which Corona, you make me sick, which I listened to it. It's fantastic, by the way. And uh, this oh, whole, thank you so much. you're welcome. And, and you know, what's interesting is with this whole pandemic, everything has just been crazy, right? You got people, um, right. you can't go places, and now finally we're going places. It seems like we went back and everything's in, it seems to be good again. You know, they're saying, oh, you don't have to wear a mask if you're vaccinated and this and that. I don't know what it's like in, in the St. Louis area, but I know in Kentucky they've uh, started now where they're putting up signs that says, if you have been vaccinated, you don't have to wear the mask. But if you want to wear the mask, you can. Is that kind of the same thing in, in St. Louis area? I, I'm not. I'm not seeing signs, uh, but it's 
you know, we're following those same rules. Uh, the thing is, most people are apprehensive to take their mask off because they don't trust the people with the mask off if they're really vaccinated. <laughs> so that's the issue. Yeah, no, I agree with you. What I find interesting is a lot of people, I don't know if you've noticed this on social media, but it's been driving me crazy for a long time, where you see people taking pictures of themselves with the mask on. I don't need to, I know you wear the mask. I don't need to see you wearing the mask, right? To prove that you're actually doing it. Or they'll, they'll, they'll always have to throw in a little bit of a dig uh, on their post by saying, well, I went to this place last night. I went to the movies for the first time. Most people weren't wearing their mask. And then blah, blah, blah. They'll say, but I sipped through a straw with my mask on. Like just to, just to give you that indication that they wore their mask, right? They're being obedient. Let them let them go ahead and have it, okay? And then sometimes you're taking pictures with strangers, and so you have your mask on. You don't want to expose yourself. So sure, sure. just, you know, keep it in mind. I understand, okay. and, I, and I'm not trying to be mean. I, I wear the mask. I do it. I just don't need to tell people I wear it, right? That's the, that's the, that's the thing. Now, you, you have done a lot of music. You've toured with uh, blues legend Albert King. Uh, why don't you talk a little yes. bit about that? Because that's that's some exciting stuff for everybody. Yes, I was uh, about 18 years old. I had gone to college, University of Kansas, and a financial situation was rough. So I took a hiatus, came home, and boo-hooing. I don't know what was going to happen with my life. And my mother, her name is Lois Houston, is a wonderful singer and things here in St. Louis and mover and a shaker. So she took me to a jam, well, a, a gig with this gentleman named David Hines and forced me on stage. So she was a little bit of a stage mother when I was apprehensive. Sometimes I would just run up there and sometimes I was nervous. So I uh, sat in with his show. He then asked me to be part of this co uh, CASA, Conservatory and School for the Arts. And a gentleman named Prince Wells was uh, playing trumpet. And then he had been with Albert and was going to stop playing. I went on an audition with uh, Frank Dunbar, who happens to be in my band right now. This is many, many moons later. <laughs> he auditioned me. Uh, I, I got the job because, you know, I, I got music scholarships and everything. So I knew how to play. Um, so the first time I meet Albert is when we're getting ready to go on the road, he pulls up in this big bus and says, oh, you the good going to be playing with us, huh? You know, <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm the girl. That's okay, me. he never said girl, I'm the girl. Yeah. Okay, and so there I went. And uh, one of the first places we played were, uh, was Kansas City. And the saxophonist wasn't on stage when he was supposed to be uh, at the beginning of the show. And then we spot him uh, in the middle of a, a brawl because he was dancing with uh, a woman whose husband came in the room a few minutes later. And I'm like, wow, okay, we, there's a fight going on, but do we continue to play? Bah, 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 bah. Okay, we continue to play. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that, that same gentleman uh, months later, one time uh, Albert didn't have the money right there. He's usually really good getting the money from the... Uh, the venue, et cetera. But he gave this place that he was very fond and friendly with a little leniency and giving the money. And that guy did not like that. And uh, he had a gun in his uh, uh, horn case. And well, Albert kept a gun on him all the time. And he actually had a sheriff's card from someplace in Arkansas. So, uh, oh, he, so Albert said, really? 
And then Albert pulled his gun out. And this is all new to me. And um, and one of those guys' guns fell and slid over to my feet. And I'm, I'm in, you know, terror. I'm terrorized. Uh, but they settled the dispute, but that gentleman didn't play much longer with Albert. Uh, Albert did, uh, he had some odd characteristics about himself. Uh, one time there was a guy on the bus, played trombone, and he just had a body odor issue. Oh, uh, that's not good. And Albert, yeah, Albert got tired of it and uh, kicked him off the bus uh, on the on the freeway. Uh, some str- strand, he was stranded. He just said, get off my bus. I can't, I, and you smell. <laughs> well, I, I, that's 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 very interesting, you know, to do it. I, I, I don't think I would have put it that way, but that, that you know, you smell. That That's interesting. <laughs> get off the bus. Yeah, yeah. Get off the bus. And, and you know, and then playing on huge shows with, uh, we, we partnered a lot with Bobby Blue Bland and B.B. King. And uh, I was I was able to meet, uh, you know, I'm mad that I didn't have a cell phone in those days. Not, not, not just a cell phone. I didn't have enough sense to take pictures with Muddy Waters and John Lee Hooker. You know, we, I'm on I'm on gigs with these people and I would just sit there in awe looking at them. I knew they were legends. But I didn't have enough. I'm just so mad at myself and not carrying a camera. Well, you know what's funny is I had this conversation about a week or two ago in one of the episodes, and we talked about the fact that you have so much at your fingertips now with the cell phones and the cameras. But I actually think we almost take too many pictures with the cell phone. But I'm like you. I, did, I didn't take a lot of pictures right. growing up, and I didn't. there's a lot of things that I remember in my mind, but I don't, I don't have the actual evidence. And no. that's... You know, mm-hmm. you'll always have those memories, but it would have been nice if you took a little bit of, you know, that would have been good for the selfie, right? You would have had this, everybody together. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Me, me, hey, check me out with Mighty Waters, Johnny Hooker, you know, uh, Willie Dixon. You know, these are, you know, long gone legends who created what we are doing today in the blues. So, yeah, I'm mad at myself. And it really didn't dawn on me until near my, my last show. And then I, I asked my cousin uh, to come take pictures uh, from. <laughs> <laughs> my, last, my last official show, but I continued to play with Albert off and on uh, when he came to D.C. That's where I moved and went to Howard University, and that's where I majored in music theory and composition. But what he liked about me is that I knew how to write music, too. And uh, so I decided to start writing out his charts because he kept firing people. And I got tired of teaching them, you know, because it takes a little longer if you got to learn without music. And so I just started writing it out. So then I became his uh, music director. Wow. Some interesting stuff going up. Now, one of the things I read uh, about you is that you are you've won a lot of awards, but you're reigned as the Las Vegas queen of the blues. That that's. A, yes, I do. That, 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 wow. That, that's amazing. Now that you have proof of, <laughs> there's proof of that, right? I have that. I, yeah, uh, I had I had a wonderful manager, uh, uh, Z Lipsky, who loved taking pictures. Uh, you know, had was you know a photographer and did all kinds of things. So we took a ton of pictures. So yes, every award I would get, there was a picture to go along with it. And so uh, Z was instrumental in helping me uh, through the Las Vegas scene because you know I, I moved there. I didn't know anybody, and then a couple of years later, uh, I met Z, and there we went. And it was, uh, I, you know, we did America's Got Talent, uh, all, all kinds of things. Um, great, great experience in Las Vegas, and I still miss Las Vegas. 
and um, I'm I'm looking forward to going back uh, in September for the uh, Big Blues Bender. I uh, I was uh, wasn't able to get on the on the, the full billing, but I will be playing there at some of the events. So I'm excited. When is that? Because I'm going to be in Vegas. I think the 17th of September through the 22nd. Oh, that is now you're going to miss it. Um, uh, I don't have the dates on, on top of my head, but it's um, it's uh, September 10th through 12th. Oh, and yes. so, yeah. So the Las Vegas Blues Society is going to be hosting uh, one of their famous jams, and uh, we, we're going to coordinate that to uh, make sure I get all my people down there. And uh, so, hey, my Vegas peeps, I'm coming. Get ready. <laughs> I love it. Come and get ready. Now, this whole uh, pandemic has hurt the music industry a lot. It's also the server industry, but the music industry in particular, because you know, you're used to performing on a regular basis. So the fact that you had to wait you know, a long time before you could start doing again. How was that like during the time you couldn't perform? Oh, that was one of the darkest times of my life. Uh, there was a combination of things going on. Um, since I wasn't performing, I, I was had been a chicken about getting my left hip replaced. So uh, this nurse I was visiting with, she said, you know, you need to go ahead and get this because now you have time to recover. And uh, so I did that. And uh, when it first started coming through, I had an entertainer friend that was living in Japan. And she says, you all need to get ready. And I was saying, ready. And she was taking videos of when I was going to the grocery store with uh, like in a, you know, a space suit. And I was like, what are we getting ready for? You know, <laughs> uh, it was frightening seeing this. And I... So I started getting ready, and, and my doctor told me, uh, because I had some uh, immune issues, that if I were to go out, I could likely die or become severely ill, so stay in the house. So when it, you know, I couldn't go anywhere, and people were shopping for me and doing everything. And so I then um, started to uh, do some live streaming. Uh, to get at least a feel of my music, and before the weather gotten cold here, I would perform in in my uh, sunroom, and people would sit outside on my patio, and so you you started to have to find creative ways to deliver your music because it's 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 de devastating to the soul when you can't get it out. Yeah, I, you know, I I talked about that's the kind of the reason I started the podcast was. Uh, you know, for this reason as well, you know, because I, you know, needed something to do, right? Just, a, just something during the pandemic to do. So it, um, it certainly helps to do this. It's therapeutical. And, and you are, um, by taking care of your health, that's also good too. So some good things come of those bad things, right? Right. Well, I had a, a cousin who uh, was having issues in uh, March and they weren't uh, taking it serious enough, uh, I feel. Well, it was no doubt in his case. Uh, they were saying, oh, you probably got a, a sinus infection. Oh, you probably got a this. And he could not even get tested. You know, this was going on. And, um, well, he uh, ended up going to the emergency room, uh, was, was uh, intubated, uh, never knew he had the disease and died a week later. Wow, so that really infuriated me to no end. And then I had started doing research and I was saying, find out what 
drugs they're giving him. And Lord, Lord, behold, they had given him that hydroxychloroquine. Yeah. And, uh, but they wouldn't give him Rindesivir. They wouldn't let his wife uh, do a test because she wasn't ill. Maybe she had built up antibodies. And, you know, I said, you know, try to get her to donate some plasma. They wouldn't even take it. You know, so I really got infuriated about all of that. And so it made me, you know, move forward to try to be an advocate for people who aren't being recognized the way they should have been and, and help educate because I was doing a lot of studying. So I created this group called Black Corona Lives Matter on Facebook. And um, it's, it's been a great outlet uh, of sharing information, discovery, uh, sometimes fighting with people because they did not uh, believe in the vaccine. To this day, some people don't believe in the vaccine, but I I was you know no nervous about it in the beginning too. But I, I study. I, I don't study just one news source. I go to medical sources and you know different sciences, and and that's when I became more comfortable with go ahead and and trying it. And uh, so things are coming back because of those of us who have gotten took the bravery to go ahead and do it all you know being it was new in some aspects but not all aspects and uh so we're all happy to be coming back and i've just we're not enough uh, enough of us are not vaccinated and i just want to encourage that uh that's part of my heartfelt mission is to uh, help us get over this pandemic you know one person at a time and so i've been on the associated press i've been on uh, uh cbs news um, and I did a PSA for Mercy Hospital and they mixed in my video with Corona, you make me sick. And they picked sections where I'm bumping and grinding. And I'm like, I can't believe a, a hospital would pick some of those spots yeah. <laughs> for the commercial. <laughs> and I was like, it's hilarious. So, you know, check that out too, everybody that's yeah. listening. Mercy yeah. Hospital. Mercy Hospital. Now you mentioned about the vaccine and I, I wound up getting vaccinated. So I'm I'm good now. Uh, the state of Ohio, though, is doing something. I don't know if they're doing it in Missouri, but they held a lottery for vaccinated people that gave a million dollars to somebody. Um, and they're also trying to give scholarships and different things uh, right. to get people, hey, get vaccinated. It's a good thing. I, I wanted to get back to doing stuff. So I went ahead and uh, got vaccinated. And I agree with you. I think that if we gonna, we're going to beat this, vaccination helps. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the, the stats already is showing that there was it's just nothing better for us right now. You know, nobody wants to get vaccinated in this manner, but this is the only thing we have now to get us back to life. So, yeah, I don't blame those states. Uh, we don't have anything. I mean, in Missouri, it took us forever to be able to even get the vaccine. You know, most people had to drive 200 miles out to, you know, to rural areas. It was a mess. But uh, now you can do the walk-ins and just go just about anywhere and, and get it taken care of. So please, people, just go ahead and do it. So help us get that, uh, you know, herd immunity. We may not get there 100%. We, the coronavirus, uh, uh, SARS-CoV-2 may never leave. You know, uh, it's, a, it's a mysterious virus and it's powerful. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, it, you know, you talk about music and, and getting back. A Florida concert promoter's kind of taken your idea about getting people vaccinated and they're charging uh, people $18 for tickets for people that are vaccinated. And listen to this. They're charging them $1,000 for people that are not. So they're trying. <laughs> or basically, don't even come in this joint, okay? Pretty much. So, I don't think you anybody... know, they're having, 
Yeah, uh, some places are having the vaccines on site at uh, venues that they want. If you want to get in, you got to, you know, show proof of being negative or you have your vaccine card. And so uh, I, I, the only problem is for people who are not able to get the vaccine, uh, they should not be you know, jeopardized from that. So that's the only glitch in this when you're not going to be able to participate in, the, in things is if you have a medical condition and you can't get the vaccine. Right, exactly. There's got to be some kind of stipulation. But Paul Williams of Leadfoot Productions came up with the idea while brainstorming how to book the concert in a quick, efficiency way. That's according to a local uh, TV station, WFTS, out in Florida, with vaccines becoming widely available for people in the CDC and in Florida getting vaccinated. But it, still, what's interesting, Lady J, is that no one has paid the nine ninety nine or thousand dollar price tag so far. So he's got no tickets sold at that. Oh, I don't expect him to. Yeah, and I think he realized <laughs> they're going to sit that concert out. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, exactly. And in the midst of all this, I had an episode last week. Where we talked about. Uh, the cicadas are coming. Have you seen any cicadas? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well. They, I don't want to. No, I agree with you. And and they've been <laughs> in D.C. and Pennsylvania, West Virginia, New York, Georgia. Um, they're swarming. But there's people, apparently they are foodies out there that are right. you know, working with Making these. cookies with them. And yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not eating a cicada. Are you? I mean, I, I know people that eat grasshopper no, and stuff, but I'm not eating a cicada. I don't, I don't even want a grasshopper. No. Okay. No. I, I agree with you. I, I just don't understand why. Yeah, everybody's got, like, they have these coronavirus. I'm not coronavirus. Listen to me. They've got these uh, cicada parties and all the stuff that they're having. I just don't want to be bothered yeah. with that stuff. We haven't seen yeah, too many. I mean, for, no, scientific study of the process, what they're doing and everything, that's interesting. I find them creepy to look at. I mean, they have a right to look the way they do. I, I shouldn't uh, be prejudiced against their, their looks or anything. But uh, uh, I, I couldn't imagine. Uh, I, I just don't, I, I don't eat uh, insects. So, um, and certain meats and things I don't eat either. So uh, anybody that wants to, to have fun with them, you know, more power to you. Yeah, they say insects along with smaller animals like chicken or seafood, plant-based proteins all play a role not only for nutritional needs, but treating, uh, trending more likely, lightly on the planet. But I'm not eating a cicada. I don't care. Um, I, I'm setting my ways there. That's that's not happening. Yes, I'm. So you no, nope, I joined. So your new song, Corona, you make me sick. You're, you, you know, you've got uh, experience with people unfortunately dying of corona of coronavirus. You came up with this song. How did that happen? The uh, National Blues Museum. Uh, put out a call for a songwriting contest uh, to talk about the experience. And uh, I submitted my song uh, for that and I, I won the competition. And uh, I, I, my, my footage uh, was, was terrible. I, my, I was starting on my tablet, it died, then I went to my cell phone and then I had to splice it together. And it's two looking, different looking things, but the response was fantastic and I'm like okay I might have something going on here and uh, then I did uh, I recorded it in my uh, uh, keyboard with just me playing all the parts and then the keep live alive st. Louis uh, I was a part of that event uh, to help raise funds for the entertainment industry at whole and uh, they they loved it. First, they asked me to sing America the Beautiful. And I said, okay. And I said, uh, do you have time for this other song? And I sent it to them. They said, skip America the Beautiful. 
we want you to do that song. And I was so excited. I was like, okay, I might have something going on here. So let me go ahead and, and go in the studio with this. And uh, a gentleman uh, helped finance it because I probably still wouldn't have it out there without his help. And so uh, we, we did it. And it was uh, done at uh, Paul Niehaus' studio here in uh, uh, St. Louis. Uh, and I had some of the best musicians on there. And that's why it sounds so good. And then we made a video. Uh, I recruited uh, my assistant, Altheria, and some other friends to uh, dance with it. And so we, we put a video together. We did the studio thing and got voila, there it is. Well, I would like on this show, if we can get just a few, even if you don't want to do the whole song, I know it's a cappella, but I would love for you to do a little bit for people to get an understanding. But how can they get this song first before you give them a little tease? Give them a little tease before they give them a little, the, uh, but how can you get it? You can get it through all uh, the streaming networks. I went through CD Baby. So uh, iTunes, Amazon, uh, you can listen through Spotify, Pandora. So it's, it's everywhere for downloading. I just got the physical uh, CDs in. I'm still trying to figure out how to get those mailed out because uh, I'm only selling the CD for $5. The download is 99 cents. And uh, it has a beautiful graphics on the inside and outside uh, that people don't normally even see these days. So um, the, the postage for the mailing of them is a challenge right now. It's almost costing the same as the, the, the CD. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, but I'll be a store, uh, they'll be at the stores here at the Vintage Vinyl. Uh, and then of course, if you see me at a show, come to a show, I will autograph it on the spot and you know take care of it right then. So I will I keep them on hand. Yeah, I'm gonna, um... I'm going to put the link in uh, in the description of the episode. I'll put the link on uh, Lens Burning Bush uh, podcast page. We'll have it all over so you can uh, get it on your website. Oh. And yeah, we'll we'll have we'll have all of that. But you know, I would uh, be remiss okay. if I didn't ask you to sing. So I have to at least ask. Will you will you honor our presence? Okay, it's in early in the morning. Yeah, I understand. Early you, in the morning, people. I uh, know, but, <laughs> but let me just say, and it's probably the quality of the audio is going to be a little bit less than normal. But her voice is so good. So let's let's hear a little bit. Oh, of Corona, you make me sick. See, he's still singing a song. I think that's a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> All right, it. I'm singing. Okay. Corona, you make me sick. Oh, 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 Corona, you make me sick. Get off my head, get out of my chest. I don't want to be dead. Oh, oh. Corona, you make me sick. Don't, don't, you're telling me lies. Don't know what to do. Corona, you make me sick. Ow. Wow. And that was early in the morning on a Facebook video chat, and that was tremendous. Can you imagine seeing her in person doing Corona? You make me sick. I love it. 
I'm just, I'm excited that it's early in the morning, right? We're excited to hear uh, Corona, You Make Me Sick. It is uh, available uh, now on all of the streaming devices, and you can get it on her website. Lady J, give out your website, will you? That is Lady J Houston, L-A-D-Y-J-H-U-S-T-O-N.com. And like I said, also at Vintage Vinyl Records here in St. Louis. And um, at all my concerts, I will have them on hand. And I can give you a few of those dates if you got time oh, for we that. Got, we got time. Go right ahead. Okay. So the uh, National Blues Museum is celebrating Juneteenth. Uh, that's So that's on June 19th. Uh, my band will be there from 5 p.m. to 6.30. The whole event is from 11.30 to 8.30. I hope everyone comes out and support that. I'll be the, uh, at the Blues Cruise at the Arch. This is a huge event. I'm so happy to be on that lineup. That is on June 24th, 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. You can go on their uh, website as well as mine. I'll have links to get tickets for that. 21 and over only. We'll be doing some craziness there because it'll only be grown folks. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I'm back at the Blues Museum July 31st. A virtual show at Blues at the Arch, August 6th, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. Then the Blues Museum again, uh, August 28th, uh, the Big Blues Bender. I'm jamming with you all down there in Las Vegas. I'm heading down to the King Biscuit Blues Festival in October. And then uh, KDHX Live, our uh, popular uh, radio station here. I'll be doing a uh, streaming show with them with the band. That'll be video uh, 720 uh, to 8 p.m. And then I'm also in the Dragons Drum and Bugle Corps, and we're uh, I'm I'm uh, I play trumpet. I'm on the board of directors, and I'm a youth mentor. So we're doing auditions on June 5th, and then we'll be playing all over the area. And we uh, are looking for youngsters that can play, and then a few spots for pros. So come and join us. Well, this has been a treasure having you on, and I hope you'll do this again sometime after. Yeah, it sounds like you're back in full full swing doing uh, concerts, which is great. We love to have the music. Live music, again, is, uh, gets me going because I enjoy it. We go see some bands locally. Uh, I mentioned to you off the air, we talked about the fact that uh, Dave Black and Joe Mancuso and yeah. Javier Mendoza, yeah. all from the St. Louis area originally, um, they've been on right. the show. Great. So. Entertainers, yes. And all of these concerts are outdoors. Uh, and, and safety measures are in force. And so uh, there's no reason for you all to continue to sit at home. Get on out and uh, scream and have some fun. Right. And listen to Corona make me sick. I like that. So uh, I'd be remiss yeah. to not mention that it is Memorial Day weekend coming up. And as we reflect on this Memorial Day, we need to honor all the men and women servicemen who lost their lives. So thank you to all the men and women who have and continue to fight for our freedom. The original name for Memorial Day was Remembrance Day. So let's now remember those who gave the ultimate sacrifice on this Memorial Day. You can like Lens Burning Bush on Facebook at Lens Burning Bush and follow at Lens Burning Bush on Twitter. YouTube channel is Len Harvey. Uh, and you'll, this episode will get uploaded to YouTube as well. You can hear the audio on it. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, iHeartRadio. Tune in. You can even ask Alexa 
to play Lens Burning Bush, also on Stitcher, and now Pandora we are on as well. We have some downloads outside the United States as well, so it's kind of interesting getting that, but uh, thank you so much for doing this, Lady J. It's been a pleasure uh, to meet you today, and, and we'll get you... Uh, Hopefully, you'll get tons of downloads for your new song. I, I hope that's the case. Go, go, uh, listen to. I appreciate it. Well, listen to uh, Corona make me sick. Thank you, Lady J. Houston. I'm Len Harvey. We'll be back with another episode of Lens Burning Bush next week. So long.